It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode five. Who fucking cares what number it is? <laughs> uh, it's Locked On Raptors. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, here deep in the heart of Scotiabank Arena, where, uh, holy shit, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's all just happened. I'm, again, Sean Woodley here with uh, a pair of people who are just as stunned as me. This podcast is just going to be inane stutters, I think, for the most part. Uh, that's not true. That's Dan Reynolds, the voice you hear. There's Lewis Zatzman. Holly McKenzie, what oh, did you think of the... Recordings? That's okay. She's on it now, too. Holly McKenzie, what did you think of the shot? Were you about to drop an F-bomb? You can swear. I've already sworn on the podcast. <laughs> She's hyperventilating. I'm like, can't I'm like hear. frozen but melting at the same time. <laughs> the key thing here is, no? is that Kawhi Leonard hit the shot. He hit the shot to win the game. That shot. Yeah, that shot. shot. That shot. That shot. It was like I was watching it happen. First of all, the half second, if it was a half second, one second, however many seconds. It felt like like a million years. But also, like, it happened, and I still kept waiting for it to be like, no, you made that up in your brain. That did not happen. Uh It couldn't happen. Uh Uh-huh. But he did hit the shot. (laughs) He did hit the shot. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Holly. That was Holly McKenzie with the cameo appearance. Uh, our levels are strange on this podcast. I'll fix it later. Melting uh, but frozen. This is Louis Zatzman, also the voice I haven't introduced yet from Rappers Republic. So uh, well described, eh? Yeah. Melting but frozen. That's why Holly is more successful than we are. So She can describe these things. The series of reactions. <laughs> the three of us were actually sitting together. Yes. We froze. All of us froze and looked at each other, said nothing, didn't move. I stood with my hands in my head for a good, like, 30 seconds. It's the first time I've, like... Look, man, I think the nice thing about being a a basketball writer, reporter, blogger, whatever the hell, like, it's nice that you can kind of throw 
objectivity aside a little bit up on breast row. We don't tend to like be well, like loud where we cheerers. Are, where we are, well, yeah. where we are in the gondola, yeah. it's, uh, especially to especially little, today when we were. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to complain about it, but anyway. No. But we, we, no <laughs> we were one, close no to one, the washroom, which was no great one, because it's no so one much really, vomit. <laughs> no one really cares what we're doing up there, no. really. Yeah. So not that we're getting wild, but it's like it is something to, to to be part of a moment like this and kind of we're all here. We're all Raptors fans. We're all the Raptors are involved, is involved in the, yeah. the, the product we're pushing out. So we're obviously cheering for the Raptors. So to see a moment like this, you can kind of forget the fact yeah. that you've you, you that you're supposed to be an objective reporter. It's I mean, the most I've abandoned objectivity since the Kyle Lowry half-court heave against the Heat. Yeah, which er, which <laughs> which was just as fucking insane. Except right, Raptors but didn't they win won that the, game. They won the game. Yeah. They won. He hit the shot. <laughs> Worth mentioning. He hit the shot. It was not just us. You, yeah, you no. say we're the ones. Oh, no, no, no. I looked down press, press row. row. Yeah. Everyone, we froze. Everyone see. leapt in the air. Yeah. But the real reaction, I mean, Kawhi Leonard. Right. Yeah. He yeah. screamed. Yeah. He, he showed emotion. He screamed, I'm staying. I'm staying. And it was great. Uh, so we should probably have a little direction to the podcast. The Raptors just beat the Philadelphia 76ers in Game 7, 92-90, on that Kawhi Leonard shot. What about the lead-up to the shot? We'll talk more about the shot later, but the the game was insane. And I feel like if you're a, like a neutral observer, this was just like an incredible, amazing playoff game that you are going to remember forever. Raptors fans obviously will remember it forever now, too, for many, many reasons, but it was also anguish for two and a half hours, and it felt like shit as it was happening until it didn't. And the other thing about the shot, no, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, I mean, it was really cool because it was alternately both incredible execution mm-hmm. and horrific, despicable execution <laughs> at the same time. The Raptors wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And I, that's the thing. I think uh, there was a tweet that I that I thought was very sort of... Uh, it, they, we, we sort of knew that this was probably going to be the outcome. And when it started and they were like both, both teams were missing every shot they took. Both teams were like uh, getting caught in the lights a little bit, back and forth, back and forth. And the, the lead, was, the grinding lead, we knew it was going to come down to this. Uh, but he hit the shot. And sorry, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. Uh, yeah, so he hit the shot. Their leading defense, up to it. leading yeah. up to it. Okay, okay that's Let's the talk story. about some parts that's of the, the game. Story. Yeah. That's the story. So leading the up defense to for the Raptors in the entire game. Was, was really, really was good. good. It started off, the, the Sixers didn't score, I think, until like 7, like 10 on the clock in the yeah, first quarter. There was a lot of pressure. The Raptors missed a shit ton of open shots themselves, yeah. and that was a problem, obviously. And it just, it, they could never kind of find an offensive groove. And more than anything else, this was just a game of two amazing defenses, I thought. Just like executing at a really high level defensively. Yes, maybe both teams could have done a little bit more to get looks for themselves. The Raptors in particular, I thought, were hunting switches that I would not be hunting if I was... You know, yeah, looking Serge attacking uh, Jimmy yeah. Butler. There was the a lot of like you know Kawhi getting you know Joel Embiid switched onto him, which didn't end up super well like, the, until the end yeah, when he hit the defender. shot. It, it just didn't work out super well, and they were not attacking JJ Redick enough. Story of the series, not attacking Tobias Harris enough. Story of the series, and yet they like their defense on the other end was outstanding. Like, yeah, so they, insanely good. They changed their defense. I mean, we're talking about you know the horrible execution on offense, yeah. but the defense was completely different for this game. Bye, Holly. <laughs> in that they 
just trapped everyone. Mm -hmm. So the ball handler, they trapped really, really high, no matter who the roller was. Mm -hmm. This was different. They trusted the rotations behind the point of attack. They blitzed every ball screen action mm -hmm. and just let the rotations cover and, exactly, and, and, and they and the rotations actually worked. It was that, that was the crazy thing. It's like that that blitzing uh, the the hard double teams like Serge Ibaka. They're playing the big big lineup. They barely they went to a seven man rotation. Fred played a little bit. Um, I think largely because Lowry got some early foul trouble and then popped his thumb out and had to pop it back <laughs> in. But basically, they're running that big, big lineup. Serge is doing the double team, yeah. and then the rotation. Oh, this is helpful when you have Siakam as your three. Mm -hmm. They just could. They kept sealing up any shot they could take. And it, it was, was sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was both the work behind the ball. I mean, so focused. They mm -hmm. knew who was rotating from where. Right. There was no miscommunications about whose turn it was. But also on the ball, those double teams were so handsy mm -hmm. that every pass had to take the least direct route. They were floaty, they were low. Mm -hmm. And so frequently, even if the ball did get to Embiid on the short roll, he was fumbling it because it was at his ankles, and mm -hmm. then he doesn't enough, have enough time to attack the rotation. Yeah. So just really mm -hmm. excellent team defense. It was kind of like... The Bucks defense of a couple of years back was under the dumb idiot coach who the Lakers just hired as an assistant because they're garbage. But good. Uh, like it was like it was like, defense, it was like if that defense worked. And it was like <laughs> and like if that defense works, it's a really good way to play defense because you're swarming the ball all the time and you're rotating and everything is flawless. Yeah. It's really hard to make that work, but the Raptors did. And then late in the game, they didn't so much trap late in the game as much they as they switched. switched everything. Yeah. They switched. And I thought Pascal Siakam, he had a rough offensive game, just eleven points, I think. Um, but I thought Siakam late in this game. His defense was insane. Like switching on everything, chasing Jimmy Butler around. Sorry, not Jimmy Butler. JJ Redick around. Like that's the hardest dude to chase around is JJ Redick. Oh, they, and I thought they Siakam up. did a better job than, on it than anybody in this, that they, has in the entire series. It was pointed out in the in the post media scrum there. Uh, the Raptors held them. I think the Sixers didn't score a bucket other than that that Jimmy Butler layup to, to yeah. tie it up, mm -hmm. which. I mean, even Kawhi was killing himself. It, this, is, this is perfect Kawhi. They're asking about all this, this sequence of events, and he's mad at himself for missing that free throw. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, dang, yeah, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, and I should have maybe sprinted back. Because, of course, then Butler got going downhill and managed to lay it up, which, I mean, that's the, that's peak Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But to that point, they'd only gotten a couple of free throws. Even, and even those free throws were on... Questionable. Some of, at least one of them was a questionable. That Sergi block. The, the, the Sergi block hand on hand the, the ball, ball yeah. that, but did not was a foul at all. In yeah. any case, the fact that they were able to maintain that level of defensive focus to fight the, despite the fact that their offense, their offense was was janky as hell for a long stretch of this game. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, I got receipts. So those <laughs> oh, receipts. <laughs> those three defensive possessions leading up to the Jimmy Butler layup. The first one was um, a switch series of switches. Mm. Eventually, Jimmy Butler gets the ball isolated against Marc Gasol. Mm. Gasol blocks the shot as the shot clock expires. Expires. Yeah. Sorry, that's the second one. The first one, series of switches, shot clock violation. Yeah. The second one, Marc Gasol blocks the shot as it expires. They race down, score, and transition. The third one, they trap the, on the pick mountain. and roll. Kyle Lowry shoots the gap, guarding the shooter, shoots the gap to get to Embiid behind the three-point line, steals the ball, goes down, lays it up. I mean, for those to be your three clutch defensive possessions, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk about execution. There were two runs. Better. That run and then the run in the third. Uh, and now just talk about Kyle Lowry for a second. Yeah, let's that talk about run, Kyle because that, run, yeah, that so run, Yeah, <laughs> that run in the fourth, uh, that obviously, I mean, he wasn't the only guy there. But then in the third quarter where... 
at one point the Sixers were up by seven, and it was that kind of seven-point lead where you're starting to get a little worried, like, you know, Reddick's hitting a three, and they're making some plays, Butler's coming alive, and even Embiid is starting to get involved. He had been sort of seesawing in this game, but mm -hmm. you're starting to get a little worried. And then what happens? Lowry throws in a layup. Yep. Then they get a turnover steal. I can't remember if, if, if Fred poked it away, but the ball got loose. Fred recovers it. He gets stuffed. Lowry's right there to pick it up. Flips and the, the surge. And the flip to surge for the land, <laughs> and then he then he then he uh, draws a charge on uh, was it no not Simmons on someone on uh, Embiid I think it was Harris or Butler who cares doesn't it was matter a charge drawn charge yeah. drawn <laughs> the point is it was, a, it was the peak sort of Lowry trifecta and they get back in the game I, I mean in retrospect it's just like all of a sudden it was a close game again and then the Raptors took the lead again and it's just like amazing if we're talking about unheralded contributors unheralded I mean Serge Ibaka yeah dude. Serge was amazing. What, maybe <laughs> the best so game. Not maybe. Absolutely the best game in a Raptors jersey from him. Yeah, I mean, he's had some really good ones, but this one, obviously, with the stakes, it's kind of amped up. He and was the best player. He was. Until the shot. Yeah, I mean, I would still say Kawhi, even though he wasn't particularly efficient on the night. 41 shots on 39 field goals is not amazing, but he's Kawhi Leonard, so you take it. He um, had to do, he had to like, do it. He had to do yeah. it. And he said it after the or someone said it, like Nurse said it after the game or something like that, or, or Brett Brown even was like, yeah, I mean, 41 on 39 is like, you know, the it's, oh, it's not exactly efficient, but he's Kawhi, and like, you want him taking those shots. The only thing I would have, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of pressure. If I had to do it again, I would figure out, I, I, you got to figure out what's going on with Danny Green. I feel like he's yeah. been sort of taking one for three, barely got any shots. Uh, he didn't look, he just didn't look great. Lowry not shooting much. Uh, okay, the guy hurt his hand, uh, whatever. Okay, yeah. he's in, you know. Said he couldn't pass, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and really then encouraging for the next round. And then Siakam, unfortunately, the matchup kind of really got in his head. I think I think he'll be, he'll benefit, hopefully, getting away from Embiid, to be honest yeah. with you. I hope. And then uh, Gasol, I mean, he's the other guy where I'm like, ah, man, just more, more shooting from him. But that's why it ends up all falling back to Kawhi, and he just kind of fell back to earth a little bit, mm -hmm. not shooting 70% uh, or whatever, which was a little bit unsustainable. He did hit his first three since the dagger against the Sixers in Game 4 in, I think, the fourth quarter of this game. He had two, which was crazy considering that three was... He couldn't miss yeah, it, before. It, yeah, it was nuts. And, like, I was getting really concerned there. And with Kawhi, I think he started off, like, something like 7 of 28 or something like that. Like, it was not good early. It might have been mm -hmm. 7 of 25, 8 of 25. Mm -hmm. It was not These numbers great. all sound was, bad when it's him. All of the numbers are bad. Well, no, it's just, like, it's just funny. Bad. It's just funny. It's like we got, so in, we got so used to, like, these, like, 13 for 18 shooting lines yeah. that were like, oh, well, then you can't shoot below 50%. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, when you're when the entire team is swarming you and bumping you and getting in your face because you're the guy that's scoring all the points, yeah. it's going to happen. The fact that he was still able to get that shot off, I have to the shot he hit, by the way. <laughs> the shot he hit. I have to disagree with this entire principle of discussion. <laughs> Talking Whoa. about efficiency Whoa. after that no. shot. Whoa. Absolutely Whoa. not. It's dumb. He we made the shot. The shot he hit. The shot he hit. He made the shot. You know what, guys? Right? He was 100% like, yeah. on the shot he hit. He was 100% yeah. on the shot. On the shot. And it, did you know that he hit the shot? <laughs> uh, yeah, Serge was the only guy in the night to shoot over 50%. He was 6 of 10. Uh, I thought Serge was awesome, as we kind of mentioned before we got back on Kawhi. Like, Serge playing in that super big lineup that you mentioned, it was Kai. They closed with the super big lineup with, with yeah. Kawhi playing. It was surprising. The I thought yeah. I thought you, to, if you heading into the series, if you had said Danny Green would have not had no place for it, but wouldn't yeah. have been on the floor in yeah. the crunch, I think you'd be like, no, that's crazy. But, but it, yeah, it worked out. Like they killed on the glass. They had 16 offensive rebounds in this game. It was obviously huge mm -hmm. to get those extra possessions because they could not 
find a goddamn basket to save their lives. They, mm-hmm. they had 89 field goal attempts in this game. Philly had 65. <laughs> like, that went, which that number I saw that I thought that was nuts. insane. Yeah. It's crazy that they won the game. This is the rebounding team, but the it was the size. Them the, yeah, yeah. 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 It was, 65. Yeah, yeah. That, that, more shots in, in 2019. That seems impossible. So like, many steals. I mean, they cleaned the defensive glass. Yeah. yeah. So many shots. <clears throat> like the best defensive yeah. performance. Yeah. Probably of the series. Yeah, it was really troublesome when at, at one point Serge had the only two threes for the team, and then he hit the third three, which was <laughs> on the move. Probably on the, the move. second biggest moment of the game for me that I'll yeah. remember. You know, when he gets hit in the eye, the previous possession comes That's down, right. and he's got Simmons all over him. He thinks about taking it, and then is like, eh, no. Then he pulls up, like kind of on the, like JJ Redick style, falling yeah, to his right, release point. lands, and just like has a scowl on his face. It was the coolest when shit ever. When he took his fourth three and missed it, I was like. <laughs> That's a heat check three. Surges you know do what? that. That's a fine that's three. Fine. <laughs> yeah. But when he hits those shots, man, he gets going. And look, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. He, that was a per, like a like that's the line you want to see, man. Four offensive boards, eight rebounds in total, seventy points, three assists. The guy had three assists. Plus twenty-two for Serge Ibaka. Yeah, I think he was. I think he led the team. He <laughs> led the game in plus minus. When four of the starters <laughs> have negative plus minuses. Yeah, that's pretty. Well. Serge Ibaka is plus twenty-two. This is what I mean oh. about. Oh, yeah, him of course, being the also, Big shots to Greg Monroe, minus nine in a 141, contributing Man. to the Raptors in a way well, that he just simply didn't it. when he was on the team. It's so funny. <laughs> it really it really was. And literally, like, they got two straight layups. He, he, the one moment Embiid went to the bench, they scored two straight layups. Yeah. yeah. And immediately he came back Because there's the game. so much space. L- yeah. Let's talk about Embiid for a second. So, mm-hmm. look, he has an up-and-down series in terms of health. Yeah. But his performance was quite consistently excellent, especially yeah. on the defensive end. His offense end. was, was kind of shaky. I was going to say, I was just going to yeah. say, yeah. that's, <laughs> on that's the defense that end. was the telling story, is that on the defensive end, the Raptors really looked out of sorts when he was playing. But the story, I mean, I don't know if you guys were there for this. Mm-hmm. His press conference, he's yeah. clearly upset. Mm-hmm. They asked him where the process is right now. He says, I don't give a damn about the process. Yeah. This was a career-altering series, potentially, yeah. for Joel Embiid. I mean, I think Brett Brown kind of, I thought, was like the perfect dad to have after a he loss seems, like that. Like, he, he seems, seems like a seems cool like, dad. Very don't, soothing. Don't fire Brett Brown. He seems like a very good yeah, coach. I, it seems I, like it would be really stupid if Josh Harris is in here. Like, yeah. Don't fire Brett Brown. That it would be dumb. Say, yeah, I'm not, like, I, yeah, I don't really. I'm not, I, I don't know where that pressure came from, and I don't like, really think it's Like, you lose this fair. game on a ball that r- r- ricochets yeah. around the rim four times. Like, yeah. what are you supposed to do? Yeah. And I thought Brown did a really good job. The adjustments in this series. I mean, the Sixers were not projected to win this series. I picked yeah. them in five. I think a lot of people had them in six. And, very few people had the Sixers winning the series, and they overshot what the expectations yeah. were. Well. And I thought Brett Brown was great. But the thing that I liked about Brown after the game, and this is something that I think Raptors fans should sort of, they kind of can look back and sort of think of it like this, right? When you have, and the Nuggets, I think, are probably going through this now, the yeah. early phases of this, yeah. where you're telling a story like over many years as a franchise, yeah. right? And when you're on like one of these arcs, like you're going to have shitty losses. It's going to happen. Portland's in the Western Conference Final. Last yeah. year, they got swept in the exactly. first round. They got annihilated. So, like, I yeah. think Brett as Brown the, saying the, after the, the game, like, seed. Yeah, this is like a learning experience, and it's a memory, and it's good. Like I think that, like I don't know if it's. I it's agree that it's going to be like career changing for Embiid or anything like that. This could be very big for the Sixers going forward, and like what happens with Butler and yeah. Harris and how it all fits together, and Simmons and how those guys all gel. But like I don't know. I, I thought just like I was so impressed with Embiid in this series, considering how unhealthy he was, and just like the the fear he struck in the entire team whenever he mm-hmm. was on the court mm-hmm. for Philly. I uh, I was just blown away by Embiid, man. The dude's so so good. I'm excited to be able to root for him again. And he played 45 minutes tonight, man. His season, this series high, I think was like 38 minutes. I thought, you know, maybe he got a little tired by the end. He was six of 18. His offense was not awesome, but anytime he was on the court, it was just impossible to get buckets against them. It was it was ridiculous. Um, 
is like the biggest moment in Raptors history, right? Like the most standout, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the right time to be getting big picture, but like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> like, what's even bigger than that? Okay, let's go big picture. So, yeah. those 2016 Raptors mm. were never going to beat the Cavs. No, they I were mean, like this year's Portland. That was a gentleman's gentleman sweep. Sure, they won two <laughs> games, but... <laughs> yes, that's 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 a perfect summary, yes. But, not this time, right? Mm. The Bucks are not the LeBron James Cavs of yore. Yeah. And the Raptors are not the Raptors yeah. of past. So, uh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, this is the biggest opportunity. And when you ask guys about it, you know, when you ask Kyle, he, he is true to those past teams. He'll say things like, you know, we've been there before. We've yeah. had this opportunity. But, no, they know this is the biggest chance they've had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, I mean, you saw it after this game. You ask everybody. I was in the locker room. You ask, you ask Fred, you ask anybody about, you know, this emotions, and they're all playing down. They're saying, you know, we got another series. This yeah. is this ain't Christmas, right? It is kind of crazy to think that another series has to start in two days. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I'm ready for it on Wednesday night. They're much more level-headed than we are right now. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, thinking about the it's honestly, it's so weird, because I think the Bucks are better than Philly. But I also, Significant. thinking about that matchup, and maybe it's too early for this. We'll do a big preview podcast later this week. But thinking about that matchup, I feel like I can breathe a little bit more than I can thinking about the Sixers matchup because the Sixers are so huge and Embiid is so oppressive on defense and like Simmons like the, the matchup problems he poses just with his size it feels like there's going to be more breathing room against the Bucks. I know the Bucks are a very good defense, but they're not enormous across the board. Oh, let me the way tell the you are. about their starting lineup with Miritich. Sure, seven two seven zero six ten six nine. Sure, six three. I guess the thing about it is this worried me a lot more, but I do feel like the big the big deciding factor for the Raptors it really felt like they had it was the rim protect, protection. Yeah, I'm not saying that obviously guys like Giannis, for example, can't protect the rim, but it, the the threat's a little different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now that they've figured out that this big lineup can work, it might have a it might have a place to work again. And it's also because a series, I think, where you can maybe bust out some small shit too. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm interested to see that because I yeah. think I think that's where the the the, the issue here is now. The the Bucks ha, the Bucks are big, but their guards are a little more traditional. Yeah. In that they are guys that handle the ball and shoot. Whereas yeah. here you got a point guard that They're doesn't want to shoot. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it doesn't. They don't invert the, a shooting guard. It becomes a point yeah, guard and is really big. And so they don't they don't invert the court the court in the same way. But at the same time, they have Bledsoe, Brogdon, Hill, like these bigger guards. Yeah. That are to be I'm honest, not ready to see George Hill again. Yeah, tor- they really sucked. they torment Lowry <laughs> and they torment uh, they torment um, Fred Van Vliet, I think, and I think yeah. that's going to be. You might see where Norm could fit in. Oh, maybe OG and Anobi comes back. Although I don't know now what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. And that big lineup may end up having a place because of that, because they figured out that now it can work. Getting OG back will be uh, really yeah. nice if that can happen. I'm not sure. Yeah. There seems to be no word on when he's going to come back. No update or anything like that. But like. If you think of dudes who have actually guarded Giannis reasonably well, relatively speaking, OG has like always done a pretty good job on him. Ibaka's done a pretty decent job. Like I, I think the Raptors have enough dudes they can throw at Giannis. Like the Celtics had no chance. It was Horford or nothing. The Raptors at least have some dudes they can throw different looks. I think Kawhi. I'm not even sure that's the best use of resources to throw Kawhi on him. I think you'd probably rather him guard uh, Middleton and try to shut up the second option. We're probably getting too deep into the Bucks. The shot, the shot, the shot. He hit the that's shot. That's the thing. Even if they get wiped off the floor by the Bucks, th- that shot is always going to exist, and that's really, really goddamn cool. Uh, any parting shots before we wrap this thing up? I gotta catch a bus. 
train. Wow. Bless, bless. Wow. Just soon. walk home, man. I'm ready to just. I might. <laughs> I might just hit the streets and just the most just high five people. Where is Young and Dundas? Tupac is the most pressing question Young right now. What's he Tupac. doing? Is he at Young and Dundas? Well, maybe we should go check it out. It wasn't it was not? It's not the middle of the day. It's late. It's not a good. Not a good it might be raining. Too. Not very good lighting for the party at, 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 uh, at Young Dundas the way there was when they beat the Cavs that game. I don't know. <laughs> the gentleman's gentleman's sweet. The gentleman's. <laughs> that was a nice one. I like Thank that. Um, I mean, we all talked shots, before yeah. before the pod started about how we all have radio spots tomorrow morning. <laughs> so let's you know make a pact to all just be wasted on no sleep for because I'm going on TV tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, me I, too. <laughs> and I will be uh, very fired up. And I was joking that I might not even be, need coffee for this. I will basically just stay up all night and still be jazzed by tomorrow morning, <laughs> and then collapse in a heap Monday night. Yeah, I'm still shaking, dude. It was. Uh, I'm never freaking gonna forget that shit, man. It's the biggest shot in Raptors history, and it's yeah, it happened. Yeah, it's real. It's not going anywhere. This is what we Kawhi spend our staying. time. It's yeah, it's a, it's like a fan moment that you'll never ever forget. It's so he, dope. He hit the shot. He, he hit the shot. Uh, that's Daniel Reynolds at aka underscore Reynolds on Twitter. Lewis Atzman. You don't have to put underscores in your ears, right? It's at Lewis Atzman. Uh, we'll have stuff written on this, I'm sure. It's up now at RaptorsHQ.com. Oh, nice plug. Uh, I will be co-hosting all week on TSN 1150 in Hamilton from 6 to 9 a.m. Tune in tomorrow morning, Monday morning, for uh, just some inane cackles for three hours while Marshall tries to to interrupt me. It's going to be great. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. uh, Please subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Himalaya, all that stuff. And uh, we will talk to you next time with the probably more structured and less insane and uh, frazzled version of Locked On Raptors. Have a good night, everybody. He hit the shot. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.